pulled the handbrake up again. I did. All right, we're straight into it this time. We put the um, the lead intro first. So I'm Mark. I'm Jake. And I'm Damon, also known as Reliant Robin, right? Or Robin Reliant, which way you want to put it? The third wheel. <laughs> That's how we roll. Jake, how you been for the last week? You been good? I've uh, been good, yeah. Pretty busy week. Um, the day off yesterday, which was good. So I went down to Phillip Island uh, with the little one. And, um, yeah, Got to enjoy a day off properly. Enjoy a day off. It yeah. was good. It was beautiful weather. Some fish and chips down at San Remo at the beach. And um, I took Kelly's car down there because she had some um, bassinets and stuff in the back for the baby, which I took out. The baby is still, uh, still waiting for the baby, by the way. It's not, not quite uh, out yet. Button's still in the oven? Still in the oven. Still cooking. <clears throat> yeah, still Getting his compliance, compliance plate done. He's got to go through <laughs> customs. Yes, yeah, so that was good down, down in Phillip Island. So I took her car and I said, oh, look, it was good um, taking your car down there. You know, average 7.3 litres on the way back and pretty good. And she goes, oh, I took your car. And she goes, that goes all right. And I said, yeah, yeah. And then I went to the shops last night uh, later on and I took my car and the menu had changed. I always have it on the, the fuel economy menu, but it was on the digital speedo. In the, uh, in the CLS, what's going on? So I flicked to the fuel economy, it's averaging, um, it's on 16.7 litres per 100. She's having fun. <laughs> what the hell is she doing? Like, I can like, imagine you to be like that. Everything in your car would have a certain spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, every screen, you know, where it's meant to be. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> why is it on this? I'm like, you're covering up. Like even on my lead foot, my, like tonight, it was on 11.5 and I booted it a few times on the freeway on the on-ramp. But 16.7, I don't know what, what was going on there. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to handle it having a company car, would you? You know how when you get in a company car and people play with the buttons, you know, you come back to your car, at the end of the day you turn it on and like all confetti comes out the, <coughs> the <laughs> air con and the, the wipers are on full full blast. It's funny you should say this because I jumped in Jake's car and moved it from the other day. He went off what, what Did you do it to him yeah. in his car? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I should have known better, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, where was I? I he wasn't happy. Off. Because we had a delivery going out. So I said, can you just move my car so I can get the delivery out? Because it was in the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, yeah, on the way home, I, I thought I'd be on, I'll go back to memory one. But I think you might have reset that. It didn't, didn't go back to the memory. I'll make you, it you, should, <laughs> yeah. you should make his memory, put him in the back seat. Like, so I was about, <laughs> yeah, I was about, I got in and I, got in and I was lying in the back like a, a gangster. And, and the memory reset, so it worked good. Yeah, so I was still 20 minutes into the, the journey home when I was still adjusting the seat. Was it here? Was it there? And I kept putting it no, back, forward, forward. Boom, so it's, still, it's still not right. But fair, 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 I would have done the same thing. I'm so sorry. The best one I got was when I was at Mercedes about it. Um, spare parts guy was he used to fire up a little bit, and um, his car was parked four hundred meters down the road because he couldn't get a car park. So his key battery, I took it out and turned it upside down to so get all the way down to the car. <laughs> he couldn't get. <laughs> came back and went nuts. I said, "Oh, maybe just try the key battery." <laughs> I didn't do it twice. He wasn't happy. What about the old one when you um, when I was at Toyota, we'd have to bring all the cars down from upstairs because that's where all the people in the office would sit or would, would work. And they didn't want to come down and bring their cars downstairs. So as a salesman, you you're the it. lucky, you got to do it. So I would always park them so close they couldn't get in the doors. Like I would park it oh, and then wow. <laughs> jump out the passenger one and park another car behind it so they're real close. I used to love doing that with company cars in shopping centres when someone had parked like a dickhead, parked right up Yeah, right them. next to them so they can't get in. Yeah, here's a message for you. There's a few videos on YouTube yeah. where you can sit there and watch them. They'll wait for them to come back to the car and record them. Yes. Yeah, I'm always wondering how genuine those are, but. No, I reckon they're pretty genuine. It'd be pretty good. We should do a couple. Yeah. My friend was a screen. <laughs> my friend was a screen printer, so he could make up stickers pretty readily. He had a whole roll of stickers. 
and said, nice parking, dickhead. And he had a roll. And <laughs> if anyone, like, you know, double parked or they're in, in the other bay, he just <laughs> jump out and pop the sticker on the on the windscreen. Yes. <laughs> it was cool. You can Damon, you used to, to get out and limp. Remember, you used to park in a disabled and get out and limp? You've done that a few times. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I really was. I've recovered. <laughs> <laughs> Driving other people's cars in general, it's always a bit, you have to get into the right spot or um, you're always cautious of doing damage or... Yeah, I had to I had to drive a car back recently and it was quite an expensive car and it's, uh, yeah, I think I babied it the whole way. Yeah. Like I was worried that I'd do something wrong, even though I'm quite confident in driving a manual car. I had no yeah. problems, but like you just baby them. You get a bit worried. Especially when you're going out the customer's driveway. You're like, they're watching me leave. You know they're like watching to see if I put the front lift up. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of scraping the whole bottom of their yeah. car. I've been caught out a few times and now I'm very careful. Oh, what have, go well, on. it was a brother-in-law, Chris. He's, he's listening up in up in Sydney. He borrowed his Triton Newt to tow the boat once. It was a pretty, it was a GLXR. It was brand new. I was coming back to his house. But I don't know, for some reason he was out the front putting the bins out. He could hear me coming. <laughs> I get there, he cracked it. Oh, I can hear that thing valve bouncing. I can't steeze on, mate. He wouldn't be valve bouncing. <laughs> And I didn't get lent the car again. <laughs> well, once I borrowed the service manager's another Triton and um, the boat, this is the time the boat broke down, not the pirate time, but the, another time where the, something else was wrong with it. And Kelly and I were on holidays down at, um, at Lakes Entrance Way. So the boat broke down. What else is there to do? Go off-roading. So up onto the beach, into the mud, doing donuts in this Triton. So I paid for it to be professionally cleaned. Oh, yes. Detailed. When I got it back to work, the manager was at Sassy. It's never been that clean. You've been off-roading. He goes, the car's never been that clean. Yeah, but what was the problem with taking it off-roading? It's designed to do it. So well, yeah. but it was just a silk. It was just a, yeah. Okay. A bit of a silk. But, but if you've ever seen a car, a brand new car after it's been off-roading, it might have been designed for it, but it would be effed. Oh, mate, I've... Oh, I didn't trash, a few didn't cars trash up. the car, but yeah. Years ago I did a, um, uh, a launch when I first started um, selling cars for Volkswagen mm. for the um, Touareg. Say it properly. Touareg. No, Tuareg. the Volkswagen bit. Volkswagen Touareg. Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen You started, Tuareg. I was going to let that go. <laughs> <laughs> Volkswagen Touareg. That means the sand people, doesn't it, Touareg? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. a tribe. What about Pajero? What does that mean? Is that your car? <laughs> no, didn't it be Wanker or something, doesn't it? Yeah, it's Spanish. Yeah, it's Spanish, yeah. Anyway, I was telling the story about the Tuareg. All right, go on, go back. They're not designed for sand. No? We trashed a dozen cars. Brand new four-wheel drives and they were just completely destroyed. They're only good for pulling 747s, aren't they, on a, on a runway? <laughs> Isn't that how meant to use it? That the V10? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever drive those? Yeah. Monster. Monster everything. Mm. So how did they trash the cars? Because we took them four-wheel driving. No, it didn't, that didn't, stand up to the, didn't stand up to the test. Well, every single one of them, like the entire sides were practically ripped out by all the trees and stuff. Undersides were completely destroyed. Going through ruts and stuff, gutter ashed all the wheels. Oh, you know, Ian, you went to Werribee, don't you? You went to that uh, yeah, proving ground. Yeah, yeah. Was it yeah. open range there? Is that where you went? Oh, my God. <laughs> There's no way you wrecked the cars there. There's nothing to do. Yes. How could you wreck a car there? <laughs> we did. <laughs> was, was there an ex-demo sale <laughs> next week? <laughs> Don't buy does press every, cars. Does yeah. every car company do it there? They must do. They must do it over at the Werribee Gorge. Mm. Did it with Jeep. Um, and I did Toyota there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Toyota Subaru would do it there too. Yep. It's just the closest thing to Melbourne. Oh, I think yeah. there was a Subaru one where they did an ad with um, a couple of Subaru, I don't know if they were STIs or whatever, I forget what model it was, but they did it on the salt planes and then uh, they sold those cars off. 
And cars came back with a lot of rust very quickly. Oh, no shit, geniuses. Yeah, wrecked them there. But they sold them to customers. And customers are like, oh, the car's really got all these problems. Sort of rusting away. I hope they got their money back. Or I don't know what happened with it, but. I'll be a bit salty. <laughs> That's good, nice and early. I'll leave yeah, that. I'll leave the long pause in there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Another thing I thought of, when you do, we were doing evaluations on a lot of cars, different makes and models coming in, I was just thinking the other day, the, the customer's description of the car sometimes far removed from what actually comes in. Sometimes? Sometimes. All the time. Yeah, they talk it up. Out of ten, how good's your car? Well, even uh, when I bought that. Showroom. That's immaculate. Yeah. Just park it on a lot. Yeah. Oh, you'll sell it straight away. Yeah. <coughs> even when I bought that um, CLS, the guy said mint condition. There was he meant a few green. Mark- <laughs> mint green. <laughs> <laughs> There's still a few, few little few marks and scratches and wheels I had to get repainted. Is, you're about the one you're in now. Yeah. Do you remember what I did to you? Yeah, that was pretty good. Like I usually do the jokes, but you got me really good. <laughs> I bought this car. Um, didn't really have a look at it. So you know, low K's, V8, whatnot. Let's get it. Get excited. Rush out. And it was the CLS five double O. The five double O. So whole, you bought it Hollywood. retail, sight unseen. I, I mean, did buy it retail. Everything wrong when you do when you buy a car. I did everything wrong for especially for a carry. So the car came in on my day off. So I said to colleagues, can you park it on the lot? The next day I'll collect it. <laughs> and all of them sending me pictures of the car with these huge gouges down the side. And I was thinking <laughs> last week when the guy quickly came past, I didn't notice that. I'm like, was I rushing? Did I just rush out and buy it without checking it out properly? You're blinded by the brown paint. <laughs> Dezinho, I think. <laughs> but Kelly's going to kill me. They bought this car above retail and it's, it's you know. Yeah, I just took Need photos and used markup, edit the photos. So that's what you did? You yeah, edited just on these phone. photos? Yeah. Oh, Roger up, markup. You're own up. Hey, on, you get one. Get one. <laughs> well, Damon had used Volkswagen up. But um, that was a good trick. So I fell for that. And then I think you said, hang on a minute, it's not actually. Yeah, I, I thought I'd tell you before you go tell I was about Kelly. To, oh, no, I was about to ring the guy and say. Oh, yeah, you not, were too. That was right. To say this is not what you described. It's <laughs> mint condition. Because he dropped it off on your day off at the front. He and did, yeah. That was our Uber Eats uh, notification then for – what do you think of the donuts? The donuts are fantastic and I keep looking at the remainder and just going mm, – Should do more. We're not sponsored, noises. by the way, but Daniel's Donuts do a really nice gourmet what, – what are these ones, Mark? These are cheesecake donuts from Daniel's Donuts, yeah. From Daniel's Donuts? Yeah. Daniel's Donuts has really looked after us. They were pretty good and uh, they were delivered by um, Rakesh, the uh, delivery driver. Did a good job. Thanks, Rakesh. Thanks, oh, Daniel's I, Donuts. I should give him a tip. <laughs> give him a tip. Don't knock on the door next time when I just oh, put the four-year-old to believe sleep. You. He knocked on the door. I said, just leave it at the step. He did bang, bang. Right, that's so common though, isn't it? When you it order is. your food now, you say, don't knock the door or, you know, leave it at the front door. He rattled the bloody security door. He did. But yeah, our, our description, we can present the cars very well, but if there's even a, you know, a fingerprint on, you'll get taken to task on it. But the trade-in, as they described, can be, you know, oh, two keys. There's no two keys. Parcel shelf, there's no parcel Yeah, shelf. there wasn't one in the car. The books, um, service books, the books? Oh, I'll get it to you. It's, it's been serviced. I'll um, I'll send it in. I'll, you know, it's at the, the garage. They'll have it on record. What about the classic, I was going to get the car cleaned before I bought it in, or, um, as they hand the keys over to you. You're like, oh, no, that's fine. Engine lights on. Don't worry. It's, I've been told it's just something mine. It's a $50 repair. So why didn't you get it done? Actually, I heard that before. One was in the, the C63. Oh, my mechanics looked after it and said, it's nothing, it's just a random fault. And then new cam advances the whole lot. That's probably like, I don't know, five, six grand's worth at least. Independent, also known as my garage. Yeah, backyard Bob. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, all right, and I'll bring it up, was um, did you hear in the UK they've, uh, they plan to ban petrol cars and diesel cars by the year 2030. They've brought it forward by five years. 
So they'll make it illegal to sell a new car in petrol or diesel. What, what about hybrid? In nine years. Hybrid for another five years after that, they can keep doing. Where yeah. they are currently, is it the UK where um, they can't be with a combustion car within 5Ks of the sea? Um, yeah, CBS, they've got congestion it? tax and everything. In London though, like, so you've got to pay to go into the city if you're driving your car. Yeah, if you're driving the petrol, you're going to pay the... But they plan to, yeah, no manufacturer can sell a petrol or diesel car in nine years. Nine years. Yeah, that's when they've called it. It bought it forward by five years. Now, there's only 7% of cars in the UK are sold uh, which are electric. I'd like to see what sort of announcements were made 10 years ago um, pertaining to this sort of, this sort of stuff. That hasn't like, happened? Yeah. yeah. So they keep bringing it forward. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know what you're saying is like, yeah, it'll get delayed to 2040, then 2050. Like, they've probably got lobbyists from um, electric car companies or something into the politicians. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But if that 7% went to 95%, how would the, the grid cope with everyone plugging in? I think uh, we've got a long way to go before we get there. So, but, oh, I mean, 10 here. years is probably a long time in tech. Mm. Or Elon's just approached them and said, I'll build you another power station. Doing that in every single state, every single country. Well, I think his approach, I and mean, this is in England too, So, but in Australia we've only got 0.3. 0.3 um, of a percent is how many electric cars are sold in Australia. Does that make sense? It's it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're a long way behind anyone Yeah, else. we're way behind. But not even a milliamp. But did you also – but we also – I did see that um, – no, nah, we've pressed that too many times. <laughs> but I think it was in South Australia they're starting to charge people with electric cars now because they don't pay road tax um, as much. So they're going to charge them like three hundred and or three to four hundred dollars more if you buy an electric car to pay for road tax to keep the yeah. upkeep of the roads. <clears throat> These seem to me very much like stopgap band aid measures for mm. economies that are stuffed. They're just well, re- it's, it's reaching just out and going, "What can we do? What can we do? Just anything, anything." Well, they realised that. Oh no! Do you know what it was? It was um, they realised that these people aren't paying um, a fuel excise. for fuel yeah. excise, which is forty percent. Mm. Um, so rather than them lose three, four hundred dollars, I don't know if it's a year or they're going to charge them that every year in a rego cost. Yeah, but it's weird. All the states are fractured in Australia because in Canberra, I was reading uh, free registration for um, electric cars and all kinds of incentives. That's where the, the pollies are. But they just announced in Victoria here where we are, um, they want to bring in two and a half cents per kilometre tax on a hybrid and two cents of a kilometre tax on uh, electric car. It sounds like they don't have a plan. That's it. That's what I'm saying. They definitely don't have a plan. Like they're just trying to, yeah, like you, you like you're saying, off the seat of their pants, throwing mud around, hoping it sticks, and well, this will do. So if everyone moves to electric, they're simply going to just hike up the prices to run electric. So you won't save any money at all. And you've lost the billions of dollars of development to get there. Yeah, but what about the money you pay on the electricity? All these new cars on electric, you're using more electricity at home or at the business to charge these cars. You know, you want electricity? Well, prices will increase too. Oh yeah, they'll 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 hike it up. Hey, you got a petrol station down here that's loaded every time I go past it. It's always under a dollar. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's um up the road there. Is every time I go past it, did you go past there tonight? There's cars lined up to go in there across the road from the BP. Yeah, they're always cheap. They're independent, that place. And they're always under a dollar for always your cheaper. normal unleaded. It seems like we're fighting the government. The government should be getting behind it, like in I don't know what country it is in in Europe. Norway? Maybe Norway, yeah. I guess, you know, there's discounts, there's all these different, um, you know, payments from the government to get you into them. Well, governments will fight anything they didn't think of. So the Norwegian government have probably gone, well, we had some ideas here and you're following that. Sounds like a place I want to be. All right. So so back in the 80s, you guys would have watched Bathurst. You would have seen the um, the Group C's where um, Brocky had his, his Commodore with the Dayglo Marlboro livery all yeah. red and everything. 
No one ever really did that with production cars or with road cars or anything, but I'm pleased to say that Rolls-Royce has done it. What? Yeah. See, of all the companies, Rolls-Royce. They're doing a livery of a race car. They're doing the Dayglow thing on their production cars. They're doing fluoro paint jobs on its Dawn, Wraith and Cullinan. Oh, wow. Um, but but so this is a company that's known for give, sending people a cease and desist for, for, for wrapping their Rolls Royce in odd colours. Well, this is what they're doing. They're doing the Neon Knights collection. So, wow. I don't mind it. I think it's good. You can get your lime, gro- lime rock green rolls. You can get your Hawaiian orange rolls. Wow. So, what are they? Are they, are they glow in the dark? Is that what it is? Yeah. You serious? Is that legal? So you can see Probably a ghost. Not everywhere. So you'll see a ghost in the dark. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> well done. It's not bad. But I'm, I love this because of all the companies to do it, so they've conservative. Come up with it. Yeah. Who are they owned by these days? BMW. Well, those guys have. Yeah, you go. What were we going to say? Yeah. What they've lost it? They've well, gone. I don't out. want to go so far as say they've lost it, but yeah, they've copped a grill to the head. Well, I did. I did speak to someone who takes photos for for our cars at work. Um, what day? Wednesday, and he saw the new M4 coupe. Yeah. He said it looked good in person. He goes, it looked better than you think it does. Okay. Did How you give him his glasses after that? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Tirana going up for auction at Lloyd's. Have you got that one? I'll chase it up. I did see that before. And they were talking about it. It might even get over a million pound, I think, or a million dollars. Might get pound. Oh, it's in the UK. Tirana. So it's, yeah, it's an Aussie okay. Tirana, which was a Marlborough car. Um, I forget who it was. Is it Hardy? Bartlett. Wayne Bartlett, was it? No, no, no. Kevin no, Bartlett. No. Kevin Bartlett. Kevin he plays footy. Kevin Bartlett. <laughs> he was a footy player. <laughs> John Harvey. There you go. This is it. Have a look. It's in Marlborough. It's a, what is that, a 78 Tirana? 76. Oh, an LH Tirana. Oh. 77, close enough. Oh, we're right in the middle of both of us. Go on, give it a bit of a readout. What do we got there? Um, Talking about John Harvey, for starters, he was um, – Lot to do with Peter Brock, obviously, but he's not a household name. It's the car that John Harvey drove in the 77 Touring Car Championship through to 79. Um, bids have already reached 700 grand. The auction could close at a bid of around a million dollars. And it, it's Lloyd's. It's not um, – it's Lloyd's here, I think. I thought it was Lloyd's of London. Why did I think it was in the UK? Because you saw Lloyd's because you're, you're a pom. Because you're from there. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon I've done that? Do you reckon, I, yeah. I reckon he could be right. Ease.com.au, lloydsauctions.com.au to place a bid. Here we go. We can place a bid. Good on you. What, what, 700 bucks? Where can we get it? Just drop a bid in. Oh, you can't do anything. It won't let me in. It knows I haven't got the money for it. Kick me out. What I saw the other day, I ordered three of these coins, a 50-cent coin with an RX-7. Got the famous uh, Alan Moffat car. I <laughs> I bought three of them. I thought I'm going to put one in, in the middle of the, the steering wheel if nice. the car would have completed it. What do you reckon? Where did you, get, where did you find these? Um, in the Australian Mint. So they've, they've released, I think, eight cars from the Touring Championship, so 60 years of touring cars. What are these cars? Surely there's got to be, like, Brocky's cars, his, his Commodores. Yeah, I, I think so. Hang on, let's have a look. His VL. Getting me excited. If there's a VL there, I'm shopping for coins. Mate, they were $15 for a 50-cent coin. That's not good value. No. Well, it's never meant to be good value, it's like is paying it? paying a dollar for a 30-cent cone. You should do yours. How good is that the look? Marlboro. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, it's just a Vescent. No, I, I was going to do that until I've seen too many of them done in a Vescent uh, livery. But I, I'm going to use that 50-cent coin. I'm going to put it's it in the centre of the steering wheel. It's Stivos. Stivos, Stivos. Stivosent. Yeah, Stivos. You know what have got Stivos. Don't you have them under your, under your, t- under your Bonds T-shirt tucked up on your shoulder? Thanks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's, there's eight... 
commemorative 50 cent coins. Let's do a little search. I want to know what else is Okay, so go to the Australian Mint and just search for touring cows. So you've got it already or you've got No, I've ordered three of them the other day, so they'll come to work. $45 for $1.50. Yes. Money bags. And I might might throw one of the coins out there. I might just pay for something with it and just throw one of these coins so someone will eventually see it and and go, I want to keep it. So you'll waste $15. No, it's $15, mate. I just bought... You won't get $15 worth of stuff for 50 cents. I just bought $28 worth of donuts. It's a lot of dough. No, there you go. I wanted the whole collection, but you couldn't get it. 150 bucks for the whole collection. See, no, that's you can't value. get it. You can get them on eBay. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. Yeah. A um, couple of late model V8 supercars, Commodores. There's a Nissan GTR, Dick Johnson's Green's Tough XE Falcon, Norm Beachy's Yellow Holden Monaro, something I can't see, and looks like Bob Jane's Camaro. Is it Camaro or Camaro? Oh, tomato, 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 mate. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Command. Nine coin collection in tin for 150 bucks. You got ripped off. No, I didn't want the other ones. I only wanted the RX-7 ones because I'm doing the build. I wanted to put one on the steering wheel. That was a point. Yes, I noticed that. Yeah. But then the rest of them, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll, funny on the steering wheel? A coin? No, no, I'll put it inside where the horn is. So, you know, when you get the, like, the little badge for the horn. Yeah, yeah. Like a SAS steering wheel or whatever. I'll take it out and I'll epoxy a 50 cent coin in there. It's how Takata used to make their airbags. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, can you imagine that Shout 50 out. cent coin flying out to your head? It's a car joke, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, hot air. Well, they call loose, what they, you do call um, loose coins change uh, shrapnel, don't you? So I've got this idea. Um, as you guys know, um, I've just moved into an apartment complex on St Kilda Road in Melbourne for our in, uh, interstate listeners. So you've got a complex? Complex, yes. Don't give the address away, remember? We nearly did that last time. But we're leading into having an address conversation where where I park um, underground uh, in this car park, immediately opposite is this beautiful E46 BMW M3, immaculate apart from being covered in a massive layer of dust. bit further down, under a car cover, is a vintage Fiat 500, the original one. Mm. So I got to thinking, what if you started doing like tours of these apartment complexes all over the place. That's pretty cool. For petrol heads to find these cars. Yeah, I like it, but you're just helping thieves. Well, pretty much shopping. Yeah, thief shopping. Yeah, it is. It's like window shopping for the thief. Hard to get them in and out. That would help. No, nah, they'll get them out, mate. But also, it's also a bit of a, a, a chance where, kind of like those ghost tours where you don't see a ghost or whale watching where you never see a whale, you could walk in there and never see anything and hopefully that doesn't help the thieves. Yeah, I remember, I mean, there's a lot of cars get left in, like people go overseas and leave their cars in an underground car park, like a Lamborghini, you see in like a layer of dust. Yeah. Where the owner's gone overseas and they've never come back. There's these two cool cars within a few metres of mine. Imagine how many others there are out there in these car car parks. There's got to be some cool stuff there. There'll be quite a few. I mean, on our um, Instagram page, there's someone that um, mutual following is um, O underscore look a car. But he just goes around Melbourne and finds some classic cars, some rare cars, just parked at random. Like you can see here, like XP Falcon, an older clean Cortina. He just finds them in the street. And what's this one here? That's like an old. That looks like an old VL Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old. <laughs> now you've told him the address. <laughs> that was a 50s Rolls Royce Silver Dawn just parked out in the street. It's cool. Green. Oh, and that's what just parked there in the middle of the laneway. Yeah. Look, old Sora and stuff like this, random cars. Look at that, Toyota Sierra, you don't see those. No, you don't. They're pretty cool. They're a strange car. They've got the um the it's bubble. Weird, like a, yeah, a bit bubble. Yeah, they're, they're um 
Not a gullwing, but... They're not gullwing, they're um, butterfly doors. Mighty Car Models just did a build on one, or they've just done a little series yeah. on one. Look at that, a Mark One Golf Cabrio. That's some retro stuff. Just haven't seen that for like a while. Albert Park, St Kilda, the kind of areas. That's where he usually... Uh, this is somebody who's got your idea. Well, that's outdoors. That's hey, outdoors. You're, you're talking about indoors. Yeah. Okay, so this is going to be an indoor one. What See, are you going to call sort of it? halfway between classic and cool and stuff that you yeah. can park outdoors... Underneath, like you guys um, worked it long enough in car sales, you've delivered some stuff to some high-end um, buildings and so forth. Mm. You would have seen what I'm talking about. There's some serious machinery. They just sit in there gathering dust. And they get real dirty too. There's a lot of dust in those underground car parks, isn't there? There is. This BMW have like half an inch of, of dust all across the top of it. Hasn't been touched for so long. Do you think that people still live in that apartment? I'd say so, Yeah. Because otherwise the um, building manager... The body corporate would have moved it on. Angry notes on cars oh, yeah. and stuff. I remember those when you park in someone else's spot. Yep. <laughs> and this Fiat 500 is like all covered up and everything. They're trying to preserve it. Mm. It's just, it's cool. So do you go around the car parks on your own lifting up the covers to see what's under them? Is well, that what you've been doing? I'm seriously going to do it. All right. That's, I like the idea. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think you should do it. And I'd like to see what you do out. find. Yep. I, I want to see what you find. Go and have a look. A lot of... We go to customers' places to drop cars off and pick up and there's usually... Other vehicles in the garage or collection or whatnot with covers on, and you're always interested to see what they are. Mm. Let's go back. What are you going to call it? The Underground Outlaw. Wishful thinking. <laughs> what, what, what could you call it? Could you call I hadn't thought that far ahead. Am I going to run these tours anyway? Oh, you've got to start with an Instagram page, like every good idea. Classic car undercover. There you go. There you go. The undercover. What lies beneath. Oh, that sounds a bit. This is a bit <laughs> porn. <laughs> <laughs> What's under the bed sheets today? <laughs> Speaking of what's under the covers, um, we managed to get, um, well, not us, um, the internet managed to get a peek of the new GT3, upcoming 911 GT3. Very cool. Yes. Which is cool. Uh, you might have seen on YouTube there was um, uh, Chris Harris has done a video and also. That was a 20 minute um, clickbait, that one. He didn't even see the car. It was a bit of clickbait, that one. Yeah, and it's Jethro, I think it's Jethro Bovingdon is his name. The yeah. other dude who was interdu- interviewing Andreas, Andreas. pronounced his last name. I'm, I was waiting for you to do that. He's the head of the GT department. So basically he takes you through on this video um, all of the past GT3s and GT cars. He has a whole collection there, but they're all driven. That's the cool thing. They're all driven still. They take out, they give it a blast. They put it back in the museum. They rotate the museum. Obviously, the GT3 started in 1999 as a 996 series, and that was the fastest production car on the Nurburgring at the time, which is pretty cool. And Andreas was saying that um, the car that they were showing in this clip was his first company car. He didn't develop it, but that was his first company car, and he's like, I used to drive this car around. That's well, that exact that's car cool. that was in the video. It yeah. wasn't just that type of car. It was the same one. No, because the cars ended up in the Porsche Museum. Yeah, wow. It was still driven. It was pretty cool. Um, but they're saying big changes on this one. So um, a whole new front axle, a double wishbone um, off their RSR race car. And they're saying the amount of grip on this car is phenomenal. Um, he said he didn't give too much away, but he said it'll be a jaw dro- uh, a lap time around the ring that'll make your jaw drop. And it's just for the standard GT3, not the RS. But, um, a few fun facts of that one. Um, so, yeah, the video is really cool to check out anyway, seeing all the other cars in the collection, all the ancestors of the new series. Uh, it's definitely still a naturally aspirated engine, so it's good news. Four litre, yeah. Four litre, no turbos. Uh, we don't know the outputs yet. Um, the car's actually um, hasn't put on weight, which is critical because every new model, every manufacturer, the car seems to get heavier. Which uh, means they'll probably only add 
510 horsepower over the previous one because I don't need to add any more. I don't need to add any more because it's got the grip, but it's um, the wet weight, so all filled up, everything, fluids, it's 1,430 kilos. Wow. That's Cayman weight. It's light. Yeah. It's light. I think my Cayman's 1,380 or something like that. Yeah. That's so unbelievable. He said, he said that's a wet weight, not a bullshit dry weight. Wow. Which is what you normally see anyway, don't you? Yeah, it's like no oils, no nothing no, in nothing it. Nothing in it, yeah. yeah. So that's um, yeah, no air in the tyres. Helium maybe. Maybe it had helium in the tyres. <laughs> that's why it's so hot. <laughs> it was floating in the video clip. No. But um, yeah, it seems a really cool car. Um, carbon fibre bonnet. So it's the first time on a base GT3. It's usually reserved for the RS uh, series. 20-inch uh, front and 21-inch rear wheels, same as the RS. we on the standard model. And um, What about the front badge, the emblem? Is it going to be uh, it's a probably, sticker? It's probably a sticker if the yeah. bonnet's carbon. It's carbon. It'll yeah. save a few grams there. But he said, yeah, it's always hard because it's a new platform starting from scratch. And he says the biggest competition is usually themselves. Yes. The previous model. Well, always has been for them, not it? I don't know how we do it every time to get better, but it, it's their job to do it. And then how do they do an RS when the GT3 is so damn good? Yes. They'd be yeah. scratching their heads going, shit, what do we do now? Well, I haven't seen this one yet. I haven't watched a video, but has it got the, uh, the swan neck rear spoiler? Yes. It does. Good. I yeah, like saying that. It's a huge amount of downforce and it's not creating drag, so it still has a high top speed. Yeah. I know other markets don't really care, but the Autobahn, we need top speed. Um, the main straight on the on the ring, they want top speed, so they didn't want to have it where it's tilted up. They have the swan neck um, rear spoiler. Um, brakes are larger, 408 mil on the front. Rotors? Wow. 40 centimetres. That's crazy, yeah, isn't it? That's bigger than rear. my wheels in the MG, mate. <laughs> yeah, this is base GT3 we're talking, not talking RS. So lightweight glass and everything as well this time. And they, are they doing a touring in this? Yes. I've heard yes. rumours are going to do a touring. So there's the pictures of a touring. Yeah, and they will do a manual and a PDK. So it's good news as well. Manual, will, will, will we get a manual touring. though? That's we, me we won't get, will we get the manual? We do, we do normally. But we didn't get it in a 992 at all. No 992s have got a manual in, in Australia, not, not have they? in Australia, no. But that will, do you yes. think? It will. You're saying it will. Yeah, 991 was available as manual. Yeah, um, I know, but even a 992 is available overseas. But we're, yeah, but we're in a, a massive GT market, a disproportionately strong GT market compared to the rest of the world, correct? Yes. So we'll get whatever we want. Good. Yeah, so that's be uh, be really cool. But yeah, if you um, they don't go as far as unveiling the car. He said there was a bit of criticism on the internet of people saying the car looks funny. He said good. He said our disguise is working. The car's heavily camouflaged. So he's saying once you see the final form, he said um, you know, you'll be you'll be uh, loving it. So let's see, let's see what happens there. Well, from what I can tell from the disguise pics, it doesn't look over the top. It's still still subtle, and that's just classic Porsche. Yeah. Yeah, that should be should be good. So, um, looking forward to that one. Um, other Porsche news: the Taycan uh, just did a Guinness Book of Guinness Book of Records for the longest ever drift for an electric car. Um, it did a, a distance of forty two point one seven kilometers over fifty five minutes. People get paid to do this stuff. How cool is it? That's not bad, is it? Just to drift around in circles. But um, yeah, it seems to be funny. There's records for cars, and there's records for electric only. So, like the M five has a record for longest drift which was seven hours or something ridiculous. This is the one for electric car only. But this is a base Taycan that we haven't got in Australia yet. It's a rear-wheel drive version. But they're a bit redundant, all the electric records. Like normal cars have a bigger record. I mean, it's the electric record. What do you mean they're redundant? In what way? Why? You don't think people are going to want to drive them that way? Well, I suppose it's focusing on the uh, the range because you've got a different way of measuring an electric car because you're going to run out of electricity. Drifting it would probably chew through the gas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it like we're going to change the way I'm, we talk I mean, about it now, don't we? I mean, it's yeah, like, it, you can no longer use words like gas. 
the uh, fuel source you can use. <laughs> and energy. All right, we got any stories that you want to get into? Uh, I was just following up on the um, the brief chat we had on the 86 or BRZ that was unveiled last week. Yeah. So no 86 yet. No 86 that yet. that to have happened by now. I think they're saying they're holding on to that for a while, which is strange. Um, yeah, that, that makes me um, think that the, the look of this next car, the 86, will be a lot different than the BRZ. Hopefully. But I was a bit disappointed with the platform. Um, it is correct. I think Damon speculated it's not a new platform. No, it's same platform, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be a new platform, but I uh, did some research. It is not a new platform. It's like a facelift. It is. So it's stiffer, longer and wider. <laughs> <laughs> She's still talking about the car or what are we on about here? <laughs> It's like a title for a different kind of movie. Stiff for longer. We are children. (laughs) (laughs) And he wrote that down too. That was actually what he wrote. He led us in with it. write that, sorry. Um, It has a lower centre of gravity, um, lighter roof skin. Can you stand on it? Skin. Maybe. um, But the torsional stiffness, stiffness, there we go, sounds better. 50% more. That's a lot. And, um, That's what she said. <laughs> so the BRZ's had a couple of little blue pills. It's had a few blue pills in that intake. And uh, running Michelin Pilot Sport 4s now is standard instead of the El Cheapos they had on last time where they were squirming around. And no Nankings. No Nanking. Another brand of tyre, but uh, yeah, PS4's on. And other Subaru news, the uh, Liberty is being cut. Devastating. So what they're doing, <laughs> they're doing a final edition in Australia, 31 vehicles. I don't know if they'll be able to sell 31 vehicles, but 31 final edition Liberties um, for Oz are on sale now. Why 31? What is 31? I think that's all they had left. So there's <laughs> no, that's not, not, no joke. They had, uh, that's what I they have left. And it'd be like 31 years of Liberty or something like that. No, I think that'd be a Liberty to say. Maybe that's what they had left. That's their legacy. But um, <laughs> oh, very good. They're uh, 31 cars left, um, but they have like 18 inch wheels, Harman Kardon audio, a few different bits and pieces. They look kind of cool, but they're um, 39k plus on roads. Cheap. Not bad. And what motor? Is that the six or is that the four? Oh, I think it's the four. I haven't done that okay. much research. I, mean, geez. I think they stopped doing the six a long time ago. Did they? Yeah, in fact, they stopped doing Liberty a long time ago because they just don't sell. Medium-sized sedans don't sell. So 31 is probably what they've projected as a year's sales of these things. Nah, you do pl- – no, Subaru sold plenty of Liberties, mate. There's no sold way – Sold past tense. Yeah, but there's no way they could, what, drop to 31 cars Australia-wide – of for a year. Thing. Oh, yeah, I know, but you're saying it like they don't sell Liberty sedans. They surely still sell. I'm not sure. No, no, no. The only mid-sized sedan that sells nowadays is Camry. I was going to say Camry. Everything else, dead. Dead in the water. Wow. I reckon if they couldn't, can't move these cars, I'll just make a big statue of them. <laughs> they might. <laughs> I reckon the only reason he came up with that whole story yes. was to throw a couple of jokes in. He's writing his material down. <laughs> I just thought of it now. No, you did, did not. It's written in front of you. Not you got it show. highlighted. Not about the statue. <laughs> he was saying that last night he was trying to write while lying and he's going. Go, tell us a story about that. You were trying to write upside down it's in a bit bed. Embarrassing. I was, I was. It was late at night. I just come back from Phillip Island. It's late to get up early for work, but I better do some notes for the show so we're not totally amateur, just normal amateur. He's got the big pen out. I got the pen out, so I was writing. Uh, a top line, some notes, and it started to fade. I'm like, this pen's no good. Useless. I'd get out of bed. Go back to the study, get another pen out. Second line, look, same thing. Well, this is ridiculous. All the pens here are, are rooted. Third pen out, and it starts to fade. I'm like, hang on a minute. That's <laughs> because I'm lying down. It's, it's funny. So that you've never ever in your life realised that you can't write upside down. Like well, there was the, the Seinfeld episode was that one where there was a pen that you could write upside down or in space. There was a whole episode about it. 
I reckon it's just his pen going, this joke's shit. I don't like <laughs> it. This joke's shit too. I don't like it. That was good. Well, maybe I thought my pen was written off. No, I'm not pressing it. No. You see that? He was aiming for it. He's like, go on, press it, press it. It's He's getting, too far away from it. He can't press a button. I can't reach the buttons. It's getting harder and harder. to Maybe I have to do funeral jokes again to get a drum roll. That was funny. It was a good day. Well, I liked good. it. What it's other news now. have I got? Oh, here we go. Speaking of um, the Victorian government. Sorry. Because we were. Yeah. <laughs> because we were. We were earlier about the, the tax excise. Um, in their budget just released, they're expecting a 60% increase in speeding fire revenue in their budget, 60%. So what they're doing, they're saying that a lot of people are speeding less and high-range speeding is being less. <laughs> yeah, Damon got pulled over yeah. recently. He did. Um, Tell us about that one. And if you worked out, if you, um, you're you just under 20... No, you uh, tell oh. a story. Oh, I don't, yeah, because we were talking about this. Um, so... Day off Friday, week ago, went to drive to Clayton to pick up the Calais and got, I was just driving around a corner and this bloke standing in the middle of the road wearing all dark clothing, just with his hands out, hands out and I'm like, what are you doing? And it's a cop. And um, He was doing chap laps. It was, can you come out of what street? Chapel Street. And he's like, oh, I got you early because you're doing 60 around the bend. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. He goes, do you realise it's a school zone? I'm like, clearly I don't. And he's gone, you're doing 65 through a school zone. And I have looked at the ticket since and thank God he wrote it back to 62. Wow, well, oh, okay. you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. yeah. 330 bucks, thank you very much. Because 25 is over in Victoria, if no one knows, you, you lose your licence. For three months? I think it's three months. Well, he didn't mention it at the time, so I didn't think twice. I'm like, okay, just be fine. And demerit points. Yep. Oh, good. So that's where their $60 million of revenue because we're all from? idiots. Well, that's right. Well, what they're doing, they are increasing the net. They're casting a wider net. They're increasing the speed camera program by how much percentage do you think? Ooh, okay. So how much are they trying to get? Another 60? 60% increase in revenue they're projecting for the budget. Oh, I'd say 60% increase yeah, in... I think so. That's too logical. 75% increase in the speed camera network. That's huge. So they're saying it only stops people 15% at a time Probably. from speeding. That's the way it, look, it looks. Were we not talking before about governments all over the place just going, we need more money, we'll just throw something out there? Well, they're we'll losing it in one hand and they're trying to make it up in another hand. It's another case of that. Yeah, but you you're, talking, you're driving down, like, I don't know, Nepean Highway or something and you're doing, you get fined three Ks over and you mm-hmm. get the fine two weeks later. Is that really going to make you a safer driver? No, it's not. It's meant to deter people. Like, have you seen the new ones where the um, the cameras are facing towards you now in the yes. back window? Yeah, they've had, um, they've had them offline too um, because of um, glitches with those ones. They're saying they're, they're back on shortly. Oh, whatever, they've been on. I, would, I went past one the other day. But, yeah, I mean, does faults. it have them on the front too? Um, like, do, if you do you get caught going towards it and you get caught again going away from it if you don't slow down? Well, it's probably just so they've got two shots and they've got like an average or something or they've got what. more backup. Or I think they realise people speed up to the camera and slow down just as you get to it. Yeah, they're rear-facing there. In the yeah, they're rear-facing, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Or in the ute. They've got them in the back window of the ute behind tinted glass. All right. Back on car sales, we're doing the old high to low, low to high. Yeah. Do you want to start with high to low? Yeah. yeah. Um, give you a guess. The Ferrari F40. It's a repeat offender. It is not the F40. Oh, okay. This is the Merc. The Merc is back up, maybe. Maybe it disappeared last week. Did it fall through? Maybe it did. Maybe someone didn't come up with the $2.5 million to purchase that car. So it is back up. That's the one. Yeah, that's it the is. one. But third is a fresh contender, I think. 
It's like a video. Done it? Or is that no? It wonder, is a video. Wonder, it is video. I wonder what happened to the moot. They said, "Oh no, Bluetooth, forget it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? No lane assist? No, no, <laughs> no, thanks. I thought all moots had a head-up display. <laughs> oh, I wanted the hard top. Car number three is a '63 Aston Martin DB5 manual. Thank you very much. How oh. much is this vehicle? One point six nine five. I'd love it. Yes, please. Is it silver? Nope. It's British racing green. Oh, nice. Um, something else pretty cool. Number four, massive drop down to number four is an 04. We've said way too much Porsche stuff tonight, hasn't we? Haven't we? we have. We're, We're going to say Porsche it again. themed. It's an 04 Carrera GT. How one. much is that one? $1.3 million. Silver? That's been there for a while, that one. Has it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So let's go to the bottom. This 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 is exciting, but not as exciting. What more, what holds up the ladder? Well, more attainable, and it's supporting all the other cars on the network at the bottom. What with their free ads? <laughs> it's the foundation of car sales. The cheapest car, low to high. It's always down the bottom. Well, apparently the used car market is booming at the moment, but not in the low to high because uh, we've got. So we've got the four eighty Morris in there. Yep, number one, lowest. Uh, another one. Cell was the next one. Yep, still there. Oh, with a nice upholstery. That's right. Yep. Um, do you remember what was third? Was it the day we were There was a Lanos racing red sports wagon, or was it the Lanos product? Oh, Saab. Nope. No, there's no way. <laughs> well, for how much? Five hundred bucks. Be hard to find yeah, it's now. A bit expensive, isn't it? Yeah. So what? What is it? What? There's a good photo of it. Was it an Astra? It's an Astra with like a door caved in. And they've taken a photo of the door cave. And the reflection of them in the door. Yes. In the dent. Terrible picture. Oh, wow. Can we read that? Can we read it? We can read it, yes. Astronomical. This this is a person who knows how to sell a car. First line, the hook, the one that you want everyone to to be drawn into the ad is car ran out of retro in January 2020. That's a selling point. So it doesn't come with roadie. Good motor and gearbox. For 500 bucks, would you want a roadie? Drive great. Brakes work too. Brakes works, that's a feature. Tires are about 70, 75% plus. Has a tiny oil leak at sump. Been sitting since Jan and only left one little fingernail size drop. There's no oil in it. I think it's... <laughs> yeah, there's nothing left. <laughs> it's emptied out. It's self-cleaning. I think it's a sump gasket. <laughs> it all came out of smoke out the exhaust. Doing some brilliant <laughs> selling here. Has no radio or rear parcel shelf speakers. No, someone nicked it because it was parked on the side of the street. <laughs> but it does have all door speakers because I couldn't get them out. No, that's right. Aircon needs regasing. Gassing. <laughs> all the seats are in good condition. Seatbelts are good too. Has a ding in the driver's side door. Yeah, play it down. That's a good way. <laughs> He's got a ding. Did you see the size of the ding? He took a massive photo of it. It's like a meteor headed. <laughs> but... It doesn't affect the door operations. Wow, that's good. So the car's yeah, No, you can still climb through the window. Or the walls. Needs a new battery, so no, <laughs> you, it's not road-ready. You've thrown that in nearly every episode. You're just working that out now. <laughs> Beautiful well, piece where's of this, Where's this located if we want to go and view this car? Well, and who do we contact? Yeah. I mean, we really saw yeah, it. Name? Call this. Yeah, who's Justin that? in Spring Hill, New South Wales, is selling in this machine. Justin, maybe we're just in time to get a bargain. <laughs> and how much is it? 500. 500. Mm. Is it negotiable, I wonder? Doesn't mention that. No, no. 245,000 Ks. Well, for the same money, the next car oh, along. Oh, yeah, see, I like this. You've got to compare what you get for the same compare money. Compare the pair. I like the yeah, ad. compare the it pair. Super, super. The next fun. one's winning because it actually looks okay in the pictures. It's a 94 Corolla CSI Limited Auto. Beautiful. Good ad. Car drives well. Really reliable. I It'll drive be white or red. It's one of the two colours, isn't it? <laughs> it's white. There we go. <laughs> I drive the car every day to work. This is great. Automatic. 
aircon works normally. Just got new radiator, three weeks of use. There's no leaking oil neither. So aircon works normally or aircon works normally but doesn't work anymore like uh, was there a comma it's <laughs> all about the grammar the difference between knowing your shit and knowing your shit <laughs> that's good I like that yeah this one's smart <laughs> selling as is no roadie that's cheap for a Toyota Corolla though yeah auto air and steer it's got some paint on it did, did you see power steering on that uh, that's not power steering didn't mention what year 94 94, oh, do you reckon? They scribbled out the number plates in the ad. Remember the Toyota Starlets of those years, mate? They were like they were, they were light, but they were heavy to turn. Like They were like, fight. you had to fight the steering wheel. All the weights over the front. Corolla's different. Uh, all, yeah. all, all the weights over the mid-engine. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. The mid-rear engine. Going one. With this. <laughs> Couple of um, fine examples of an EB and an EA Falcon. Compare to pair. Clyde. Well, it's in Clyde. We're there. Go and have a we look. can go and have a look. We could do that. Okay, E, what, what do you want to hear about first? They're both the same money, the EA Let's go to alphabetical order. A. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a car salesman. <laughs> Come on. I love this car. <laughs> but I've not got the skill to get it back on the road. <laughs> I have owned it for a long time. This EA has column shift and bench seats. What? You can so sit, it's a six-seater. Sit six in comfort. That's bonus. It's just like having those back seats. Is it a wagon with the seats in the back facing backwards? Yeah, you can sleep in comfort in the back by putting the seats down. It qualifies for, <laughs> it qualifies for the club permit. <laughs> she needs a bit of work, but she's a runner, and I would hate to see her go to the wreckers. So why is he not keeping it? He needs his 500 bucks. He, doesn't know how to, he said he doesn't know how to, to fix it. Oh, it doesn't, I mean... It needs to go to records. It looks pretty bad. Is it? Yeah. EB. This is a good straight EB. It runs. Suits of Restorer. They're starting to become hard to get. Restorer. Oh, that's the same guy yeah, from last we, week. Yeah, we've done this yeah, one. We've done, that done it. Because oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't fit in it. Look where it's parked. You can't fit yeah, in it. Yeah, you can't yeah. see. He's got it parked with all the redbacks. It is that one, yeah. For $100 more, you could go forward eight years for another piece of classic Ford machinery and have yourself a Taurus. Ooh. Oh, wow. What happened to those? Well, that was it. It's the only one left. The, the, the oval back window? Yeah. And they were all green. All of them were green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I don't weird, you could tell which way it was going backwards or forwards. It looked the same. Is yeah. that the one? Yep. Yeah. And looked like a little bit melted. Yeah, like it'd been in the sun too long. Exactly. Um, I think they were all a gear, weren't they? It was a little disgusting teal green too. Yeah. Like it wasn't an ice green. It was. This one's green? It's green and it's described as this beautiful car. Has been looked after by my parents and kept undercover in the carport. Oh, here you go. This one for Damon's new uh, venture. Oh, yeah. There's looking, a whole. Looking under the covers. There's a whole essay on this. It has one faded door panel and a slightly dented back bumper and a dent in the passenger side mirror frame. It's like an, a, a value describing it. It also has a broken front indicator light. It does need some mechanical repairs and is off road at the moment due to a cooling pipe being broken. It does need about $2,000 worth of work, which means it's written off including new tyres, brakes, suspension, front sway bar links, worn. Just had a transmission oil leak fixed. It's perfect for either parts or someone who wants to restore it and have a lovely car. It's interior and the rest of the body is good. It'll need to be towed. Uh-huh. Absolute dunger. How much is that one? 600. Um, with the EB. With the EB? Yeah. Do you want to... No, you dig it out from all the redbacks. Throw another one into the mix? Yeah, you go on, last one. This is the one I'd take because I had one. 94 Magna GLX. Auto. 
Auto. Mm. Jake shaking his head at you here. Maybe. He's like disgusted in what you're saying. Front wheel drive, dodgy transmission. Auto manual, unbreakable. Owner's manual. Thankfully. Needs new distributor. I do have a video of motor running. If you can see, add it's still available. <laughs> Get your motor running. And that'll do <laughs> us for car sales. <laughs> All right, well, I think that'll do us for the podcast. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this edition, uh, episode 15 of Wide Open Throttle Podcast. Uh, so we will join you next week. Um, if you're on the Instagram, it's growing in numbers now. We're at uh, 99 followers. We need one more to get to the triple figures. We just want to get one more. Got a whole week to do it. Maybe a Damon can follow us. Damon, you need to follow us. I have. That's how I found you. Oh, that's no, your that's number the 99 out, then. That's the, uh, Maybe I should. That's the Cayman Outlaw that follows us. We need you to follow us too. Um, you can contact us at wideopenthrottlepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Of, Thank you for listening. You've been great. <laughs> I've been great. Thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.